Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, episode 24 of Sitting Courtside. The Cobra Bryant, the Mamba episode. As always, my name is Dante, and I am joined by Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing this morning? Are you you ready to talk some hoops? Are you ready to talk about some uh, some NBA action here? Absolutely, man. You know we roll, man. Another fun, jam-packed episode that we have for everybody today. And, of course, we get to spend some quality time together talking basketball. That's, so. that's, that's just the best part. Highlight of the week, if you ask me. Oh, how sweet. well jerry i'd love to sit here and flirt with each other and you know make each other smile and giggle but let's jump into the biggest topic of the week uh last week we talked about some nba players going off and dropping 70 points uh 60 points well we have another one luka Doncic (laughs) drops 73 points just a few days removed from uh, joel Embiid dropping 70 uh, Luca, 73 points, 25 for 33 shooting, 8 for 13 from 3, 15 for 16 from the free throw line. I don't, I can't confirm this. I thought I saw this, but I'm pretty sure it's the most efficient 70 plus scoring game in NBA history. I thought I saw that somewhere. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But this performance, this again, this is kind of like with Embiid when it happened. I saw it on social media. It was like, oh, Luca's going off. He has this many points. I turn off the Celtics game and I put this one right on because I had to watch a dude and it was it was it was wild. The dude was hitting hitting almost everything. He was making defenses look silly, making it to the point where people were posting clips and being like, "There's like no defense." People are complaining about the defense, all that stuff, which we could talk about. But Jerry, just give me your initial thoughts on Lucas scoring seventy three. Just this is this is getting it's, ridiculous. It really is. <laughs> Like to to give you to give you my my what I was looking at at the time when this was going on like where was I when this moment happened? Mm-hmm. Sure, I was at the Hornets yeah. game, you know, <laughs> doing doing my job. The best place and you could be. The Hornets are losing by maybe a walloping. I want to say like 20, 20 plus points or whatever it was in the third quarter. And out of nowhere, my phone just starts blowing up with people texting me like, "Yo, you watching Luca?" I'm like, "No, I'm watching the Hornets get their ass beat." But what I do? Take out my laptop. Of course. <laughs> Set everything that, up. That yeah. Wi-Fi, that arena Wi-Fi. Yeah, to where I need to be to watch to watch Luca, you know, destroy yeah. the Hawks. But of course. I mean, like, first initial reaction is just this this is ridiculous. I think I texted you the same night, like you did. We need to talk about this obviously on this upcoming episode, but when is somebody going to drop a hundred? Because seventy three on the most efficient clip possible, more efficient than Kobe's 81-point game mm-hmm. or any of the other 70-point games that we saw from Embiid, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell. Luke is just manipulating the offense to do whatever the hell he wants and the defense, yeah. which is just goes to show, yes, it is easier to score in today's game. Yes, the spacing on t- in today's game is also pretty ridiculous to give you stretch fives or have power forwards play the center just to stretch mm-hmm. the hell out the floor. So, I mean, we're watching everything in real time just – it's like just getting inflated. Inflation yeah. is legit. Basketball is evolving. Yes. That's just it's how it is. It's the perfect way to put it. Like, mm-hmm. everything we're going to see numbers-wise is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be crazy. So, it's only a matter of, a matter of time until we do see somebody actually get to 80. Break Kobe's record, which will kind of hurt my heart, but, hey, the game's in a good place. And then after that, eventually get to that 100-point mark. Like it's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable at this point. 
Yeah, I think years ago when this question would be asked, is someone going to score 100? Even I would be like, probably not. Like, you know how hard that is to do. And even like nowadays, like Wilt scored 100. But there are people out there that are like, where, you know, where is the video? Where's the evidence? So what did he do? You know what I mean? We need the clip. We have the box score, but we need the clips. Um, You know, so there's already people that are like, oh, no one really scored that many in the game. And it's like now modern day NBA. And I think DeMar DeRozan tweeted it or someone tweeted like who like someone's getting 100 this year before the season's over. Um, It's just and there's this other graphic again. Don't quote me on it. I wish I had it in front of me. It was like the amount of players that have scored 60 plus over the last few years compared to the last 30, 40 years. Like there's more players that have done it in the last handful of years than in the last 30, 40, which is like you said, it's a testament to how the NBA is changing, spacing, all this and that. Now, Who's gonna? Will someone score a hundred? I'm at the point now where, it, like, sure, I, it's like basketball, NBA's any given night where it's like someone can just be feeling themselves one night and just can't miss. And just then, if a game's close, it can go into overtime. That's the thing with like Embiid and Luca is that these games were close. That's yep. why they were able to get to that point. Like, like the Hawks game. It was like almost a one, it was like five, six point game through most of the fourth. So Luca was playing most of the fourth quarter. Um, it comes down to scenario, like just, I wouldn't even say matchup, but just, you know, how you're feeling, how the score of the game is. But I do think someone will do it. Who, who will be? I don't know, but I do think it's possible. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, it has to be just like we both are harping on like what what the trajectory of the game is like, what direction is the game going in? How much, how much more are we going to see from a defensive point of view where the like hand checking rules and all this other stuff is already taken out, you know, where the game is wide open. And even though they made some of these rule changes to kind of help out the defenders, like, Oh yeah, they kick their feet out. That's an offensive foul or whatever it is, or Mm -hmm. too much contact towards the paint. I don't know. Obviously it's ticky tack fouls nowadays where guys do shoot 20 plus free throws. Which yes. also help out their case. It does help. But helps the numbers. I guess the question I have for you here before we do like kind of get into the other nitty gritty of this. Who who's who's it gonna be? Like so who would I, you put your I money? I was just gonna ask you that. Uh, yeah. I so me and my friends were talking about this the other day, and there's like I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it, because you can look at it like like a three point shooter, like Steph Curry that just hits 23, like, you know, breaks a three-point record and just, like, goes crazy and just can't stop missing. Then you got guys like who just, like, Joel Embiid. You can kind of go off the whole, like, he can get 30 free throws in a game or he can just do another, like, close game, can't miss, whatever. And then, like, uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, we just saw him score 73. I think Luka probably would be the guy that I would – put it number one just because of his style of play and like he's able to hit threes like crazy get to the free throw line controls the pace of the game um also almost had a triple double that game i i want to point yes. that out too if you if people were watching that game tim hardaway jr was missing with some wide open threes uh that luca was giving him he definitely could have had a, a triple double that game but i mean and then it's just you can list off like i feel like a handful of guys that can do this like yeah maybe not Giannis, but lillard can go off one game and do it devin booker can go off one game and do it um it wouldn't even i wouldn't even put it past me if someone like trey young maybe could go off one game i really don't think it's like there's multiple guys that i think 
have the ability to get hot enough one game to at least be getting close to that mark. And as we've seen the last few years, I think we're getting closer and closer to someone really putting up numbers that we haven't seen since since Will or since Kobe even. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I'd... I'm curious who you would pick because I, I like... Again, I can think of a, a few different names, and I Kyrie Irving is another one that could do it. You know, it's like I, all these names keep popping in my head that could have a chance of doing it. I don't think there is a wrong answer here, but mm-hmm. honestly, I probably would have went with Luca. But for the sake of being different, I'm gonna go with the wild card. I'm gonna give you someone that went way back in high school. I remember having this conversation about who could possibly get to Kobe's record. Whenever, mm-hmm. like, we saw like LeBron 61 against Charlotte and Melo's. 62 or whatever that he had, like, yeah. back in the garden. I think at that time I said, I, I could see Anthony Davis doing it. And I think I'm going to actually pull that card back out because there is a there is a zone where Joel Embiid didn't even hit a bunch of threes. He hit it was three. like 20. He went one it was two like, from three. Yeah, exactly. He, only, he took two of them. Yeah. Anthony Davis isn't a high-volume three-point shooter. Sometimes he does settle for the mid-range in years past. But this year, he's really putting a lot of pressure on the rim, getting a lot of low-post looks. To the point where I could see that just adding up or it's just like we're spoon feeding Anthony Davis. Right. Because he can get to the line as well. So What's I think that's just gonna, high? I don't know. I think it's like 55, 54. Let me let me let me, let me fact check that. It's I think it's really 59. a matter of 59. 59. Yep. Awesome. There you I, go. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of like him just getting the ball constantly and he has to start off the yep. game really high. I mean, that's the case for all these guys most of the time. Yeah, so I, I mean, can kind of see that being a case for, for Anthony Davis where it's just we're in a tight game because obviously the Lakers aren't playing that great right now where we need big performances out of our stars to win these things. So I'm just going to go off the wall here and just say Anthony Davis. I think anything's I like possible. That. Again. It's, it's, a, it's a, like you said, it's a matter of like having your balls and having the ball in your hand the whole game and just like being in control and like being the one that's taking all the shots and stuff. Like he needs to have that. Embiid type of role in that yeah. game to be able to get to that point, which is possible. Like it, like we said, there's just there's no shortage of players that we think can that have the ability to do something like this. It just comes down to the right time, the right game, and the stars got to align. But that's yeah. it's possible. It definitely is. Um, moving on. Well, actually, no. Let's stay on this really quick because there's one quote that I wanted to put out there. Uh, Jason Kidd said this. Uh, I believe I don't know if it was right after the game. It was a little bit after the game. He said Luka Doncic is better than Dirk Nowitzki and on the same level as both Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Uh, really giving him some high praise, saying that he is at that level of just you know talent wise, how good he is. Obviously, uh, better than Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks standpoint. Um, I want to kind of like, what do you? Th- I obviously he's not in my opinion he's not the same level as a LeBron or Jordan I mean that's just kind of I I get what he's trying to say but that's kind of a ridiculous thing to say what I do want to ask you is do you think that when his career is all said and done obviously who knows what happens between now and then do you think there is a world where he is in that conversation he's sitting at that table he's amongst some of the best players to ever touch a basketball I mean, you know how the story goes. It's all about what have you done in this league, how many rings, how many MVPs, whatever it is. Right now, he has neither, not even a finals appearance. He has a Western Conference finals appearance, which is pretty 
pretty dope for him to, you know, basically drag that group over there with Jalen Brunson and yeah. a younger version of Porzingis. But I think I think he could get there. But it's really – we're like in what, year four, year five of his career, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think year six actually. Sure, it's something like year that, six. yeah. Um, where he doesn't really have anything to show for it but a couple of all-star appearances, an all-NBA team. Yeah, And that's about it right now. But mm-hmm. the same could be said about what we've seen at LeBron earlier in his career where he didn't exactly time. have the best team yep. success. And we're all wondering, wow, is he a bust? Well, the guy's still averaging 28 plus a game and carrying just a bad had, Just had like 36 and 20 last week. That's 39 years old. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it it's takes time. I think exactly. it's like, again, I said it, I get what Jason Kidd's saying. Luca just had a 73-point game. He's his head coach. I get it. But uh, be realistic. I do think that there is a possibility there is a world where that happens. A lot needs to happen. Like you said, that's about what have you done. He hasn't done anything yet. Granted, it takes a while to start doing it's some early. stuff. So it's early. It's early. Um, it's, it could happen, but too early to be to be banking on that that's but, for sure you know maybe maybe jason kidd meant at this point of his career whenever jordan compared and sure. there. hey if that's what he meant then i understand that a little I'd, bit more. i'd agree with him just because I, of I, the, stat, the stat output luca's responsibility for his team he has the keys he's the focal point head of the snake all of that and he's averaging yeah. 30 plus and he's, he's averaging that, he's you know, averaging 34.7 points 8.6 assists and nine points all right 8.6 rebounds 9.6 assists this season and he's not even top three in mvp voting just i can i can see why insane. jason kidd would say that i could yeah i really mm-hmm. could. it doesn't bother me that much no 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 all right let's move on we kind of talked about him a little bit let's talk about your your la lakers jerry let's talk about what's going on hey listen Right now, they're in the plan. What are they, the ninth seed right now, correct? And a lot of it, you have to thank D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell has been on a tear the last few games. Since January 13th, they had a game last night, and he didn't perform as well, so this is not counting the game last night, January 30th. Since January 13th, though, in eight games, D'Angelo Russell has averaged 27.5 points, Six and a half assists, shooting 42% from the field and 54% from the three-point line. Six straight games of 20-plus points. And we are at the point now where DeJounte Murray, a package might not be able to uh, come together because of how well D'Lo has been playing. Trade value is is all over the place right now. Um, Jerry, I'm going to stop talking because I see you over there. What do you got to say? Do you want to? Do you have anything to say to D'Lo? Flowers to give him, thank him. I don't. No, no. I, I got. <laughs> I have nothing nice to say about what we're seeing from D'Angelo Russell, a guy that we already knew had this this type of talent to produce like this. It took a couple of trade rumors for the second straight year <laughs> during your career, two straight years of his career, uh-huh. where it's like, wow, they could actually move me because he did something similar in Minnesota. Before he was shipped off to L.A. where, now I need to play a little bit better. I don't know where I'm going to end up. He ends up in Los Angeles where he never even wanted to leave originally where he was drafted. But when he was here, the first stint, he didn't play too well. He didn't play too hot for the number two pick. He leaves, goes to Brooklyn, has an all-star season, gets bounced around to Golden State because of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant doing all this dumb shit and blah, blah, blah. And now look, 
He's back in L.A., long story short. And it's the same type of situation where balls to the wall with the GM breathing down my neck. I know that if I don't play well, I'm out of town. So for me right now, this is just a fluke. This is a, a nice, fun couple of weeks. But what can you do when the lights shine the brightest during the postseason? It's like when you're at the club, right? <laughs> clubs, clubs over here in North Carolina close at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Once some lights come on, you see everybody's imperfections. <laughs> so, what are we going to hey, see? You don't got to go home, but you got to leave, right? 2 a.m. Yeah, because, I mean, like, look at you. I thought I, thought I was talking to a beautiful woman. I thought I was dancing with some chick with the, you know, the fat old shit. Hey, man. That, like Henny, that, that Henny was talking. That Henny was was it was, it was, was in the dog. In, in the, the dog, dog was Henny. barking. The dog was barking too. And then once the lights came on, I saw what I was looking at. So when them postseason lights shine, what you're gonna see? Of you're gonna see D'Lo for the ugly chick that that he is. Yes, and his, I believe his playoff averages. I threw them in there. Is like 14 points a game. Four or five assists a game and three rebounds. Hey, that's good. That's on the money right there. Yeah, big step down for what he's been averaging the last few games. So, what does this alter anything with what the Lakers do with the deadline, like D'Angelo Russell's performance? Like, does this make things easier for them? Worse? Because you'd think that, like, with this performance, you'd be like, oh, teams would be willing to take him now. But is that the case? What do you What do you think? Given Rob Palenka's history, Rob Palenka has been duped. I think he will be fooled, and I think he will hang on to the end of Russell. He would. He like it's gonna be a. a I don't even. This is actually pretty like hilarious, because as a GM, your job is to evaluate talent and figure out how to maximize the guys on your roster, but also yep. add the right pieces to help maximize them even further. Yep. I don't know if you saw last night after the Lakers lost to the Hawks, LeBron. It was cut off mid-question when asked about like what the team needs to do. And he said they need to, the team needs to do their job if they do that and blah, blah, blah. He was about to say something else. And the Lakers PR pulled the best move of their PR season by cutting LeBron off and saying, all right, guys, that's all we got. And LeBron said, it's a good thing you cut me off because I was about to. Meaning he was about to unload and let Damn. us know how he felt. Then he Damn. posted a cryptic tweet. He did 2 a.m. Eastern time. I saw that. (laughs) What is it? 2 a.m. Yeah, he's up. He had a lot on his mind. Yeah, no, I didn't see. I didn't see the interview. I didn't see the interview part. Didn't Christian Wood tweet something too? Didn't he tweet respond to something like "lol"? I I I didn't really read into it much, but I I don't know. Just just know. I'm gonna let you have the floor here. I've been talking for a while, but just know. (laughs) I love it. No man in L.A. is safe except for Anthony Davis. Even that's LeBron, it. even LeBron, well, LeBron. Um, when I say LeBron, I mean that's that's the real GM. LeBron yeah, and AD LeBron, are in touch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Everybody else: Austin Reeves, Christian Wood, Rui, whatever. Fair game. It should be open season. And LeBron probably called Rob that same night and said, "What the fuck am I doing in the twilight of my career? I thought you said you could help me yeah. win my fifth. Hey, that was the deal, bro. That was supposed to be the deal." Someone isn't holding up there, and yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do, man. I really don't. Um, I've been seeing all these like different trade packages online. It was like, a, like Rui, like a few guys packaged together for uh, like Bogdanovich, Alec Burks on the Pistons. There were you know trade packages with the. There was just so many different things going on, 
trade deadlines in a few weeks. Um, there's all sorts of rumors and players being thrown in the mix. Who's going to get traded? Who's not? The Lakers are definitely a team that need to be active at this point. Like they're the ninth seed uh, in the play-in, but the way that this roster is constructed, not built. Uh, I don't think they're built to make a solid playoff run. Uh, they definitely need to get some something done. Um, do you have any predictions? Do you have any like players you think that they're going to get, Jerry? Do you think DeJounte Murray is even like a realistic option? Because one trade offer, the latest trade offer that I saw on Twitter was, if I pull it up really quick, for DeJounte Murray, it was D'Angelo Russell, um, rookie Jalen Hood. Shafino. Uh, Shafino, thank you, and draft compensation. Do you think that's enough to get DeJounte Murray? Do you think that's even worth it? I honestly hope it is, man. Like, I I don't I don't really know what to expect at this point. Mm. Like to Rob Palenka's credit, he did a great job last season. You know, turning around, getting Rui, getting Mo Bamba, getting yes, uh, yes. Jared Vanderbilt. He made great moves guys. for the team last year. I mean, they made the they made the run. So I mean, it worked. Yes. And he did the perfect thing to actually put those pieces around him. Now, those pieces looks like they're expiring. I'm not really feeling like the fit right now. And most yeah. of it is because of D'Angelo Russell. But in order to get somebody else, you got to give up some of those pieces that you acquired last right. year. The one guy that I would be hurt to pry from at this point would be Vanderbilt because of the yeah. defensive versatility and because of what he brings to the game I really like. But didn't we need a third bit, Didn't something happen to Vanderbilt last night? Did he get, like, bitched at or something? Did something happen? Uh, that was that was two nights ago. In, two nights in Houston, ago? Okay. In Houston, Never yeah, mind. With Dylan Brooks. Yes. Houston, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. I, but I it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely to the point now where I definitely know, I've known for the last four months that we needed a third star. Not just because Austin we're in L.A. And, Austin Reeves isn't the third we star. We know Austin Reeves is ceiling. They're only trading him for an all-star level player, bro. That, that's the only guy they want in return for him. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. All right, let's yeah. move on from Please. from one team right now that's you know figuring their own stuff out to another team that has some shit to figure out, and that's the Miami Heat, who are on a seven game losing streak. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A personal relationship that I am most proud of is the one that I have with my mother. Because growing up, she taught me not only how to love myself, but most importantly, how to love others. And that has helped me build relationships throughout my life. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But that's not true at all. The best relationships are the ones where both parties put in the effort to make it work. Oftentimes, we have a hard time navigating through tough moments, and that's perfectly fine. Good news is we have access to therapy as a safe space to work through the challenges that we face in all relationships. On and off the court, you might find challenges and pressures in relationships with your teammates, coaches, and friends. You will likely be dealing with conflicts, expectations, and emotions that can affect your performance and well-being. Therapy can help you cope with these issues and improve your relationships. Trying out therapy can provide you with a safe space to express your feelings, thoughts, and concerns. Therapy can also help you develop skills and strategies to communicate effectively, resolve conflicts, and manage stress. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and very accessible. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com courtside today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash courtside. Now back to the video. 
0-4 since trading for Terry Rozier. And here I am last week talking about how I think Terry Rozier is like, they couldn't get Mitchell. They couldn't get this guy. They couldn't get this guy. But they got Rozier. I thought he was going to make them better. Still could. But as of right now, not looking that great. Um, Seven-game losing streak. Also, want to point this out. I'm not the type of guy to be like that believes in this type of stuff. But they are 0-7 since Udonis Haslam did talk about Bill Russell and had that whole thing that set the internet on fire for a little bit. I'm not the yeah. one. I, I'm not the type of guy to be like, oh, that's why they're <laughs> losing. But it is ironic that that is when they started losing. Um, and then Terry Rozier, and I want to bring this quote up uh, because it uh, kind of somewhat involves you. Uh, yes, Rozier I, I says. Says losing in Miami is different than losing in Charlotte. It's the total opposite. In Charlotte, you're kind of used to losing. It's in the DNA. Over here, it's the total opposite. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody is fine with it. That's fucking mean. That's just dirty, bro. Talking about your old team like that in their DNA. Is Rude. Wrong? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong, but that's dirty. That's dirty business. It definitely is a little... A little fucked up to put that a little, out. A little just out of context. Listen, you, listen, you're losing over here. Don't need to bring up your ex. She's out yeah, of the picture. Yeah. She's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, so yeah, the Heat are on a seven-game losing streak. They have uh, dipped a bit in the rankings and the standings in the NBA. Um, you know, guys just haven't been playing well. They've been talking about, you know, uh, you know, the whole culture part about how, you know, guys can't get content with losing and a this and that, like guys getting too comfortable, whatever. Right now, they're still the seventh seed. They're still in the play-in. They're tied with um, Orlando, who actually slipped a bit as well. Um, even with this dip, like they're definitely still going to be, you know, a play-in playoff team. That's I don't think that's going to change. But do you think, like, with what we're seeing from them here, that um, they need to make more moves? Or do you think this is something that, you know, they're just – Seven games is like a bigger sample size, but is it enough? Is it concerning enough where they have to go out and make these moves or should they just figure it out? They, they just have to give it some time. I still think they should be active in the trade market. I definitely think they could always upgrade their roster. It's not exactly. Right. It's not, perfect. It's not a perfect roster. And it hasn't been really for the last five years, even though they've made it to two NBA finals in that span, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but it's, they always make the most out of the least. They, they turn have. shit into into, into gold. diamonds, into yes. gold, yes. or yeah, gold diamonds. Some sometimes yeah. diamonds, but mostly yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, I really don't think it's a matter of like where we should really be panicking. Like on a scale of one to ten, I would probably be at a four or a three. Mm. I'm not really too concerned about what I'm they do you. during the regular season. Kind of like when I look at the Lakers situation, it's ugly. It's, it's not going that great. Yeah, but I don't think I'm actually. Isn't it crazy to think that the Heat are kind of at that point where it's like the regular season doesn't even matter? That's been like that for the last five years. Like the regular season doesn't matter for Miami. It they could be the ten seed in the play in, and they still will make it. Like that's yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a matter of I understand where some you know some of these talking heads on TV say you don't want to set yourself too far back in the competition where you got to play catch up and play through Mm -hmm. all the tough teams. They wouldn't want right. to play the Bucks right. again in the first round or the Knicks or in do the second they? in the Celtics. Or do they? <laughs> they might. Who knows? They, they, they knows? might want that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. You want to be able to control your own fate and have at yeah. least some type of home court if possible. Mm-hmm. 
I get what like guys like Kendrick Perkins or Chanae Agumake or whoever else like says these things about the Miami Heat. But personally, just right now, it's basically February. It's January 31st at the time of this recording. I'm not super concerned. And they have about nine more days to make another move, possibly they want to, which they might. Since every yeah. team is going to be active in this trade deadline, I see some big moves coming, maybe. But I mean, in all no. honesty, any team in the Eastern Conference um, should be active, especially if you're not named Milwaukee, Boston, or even Philly, because yes. those te- like those are the top, like those are the top tier teams right now. And all these other teams, like the Knicks, they made a great move, and they are they're under that tier. They're they're there, but they're still under that tier. You got a few teams that are just right there that need that one more move or two more moves to get to that point. Um, and Miami could be that team. Right. They traded for Rosier, so they got a head start. But is there more they have to do? I'm with you. I wouldn't be that concerned if I was a Heat fan or even in the Heat organization. It's a slump. Yeah. It's seven games to seven games. It's not fun. But when was the last time we saw this team go on a sump like this? I'm sure they'll figure it out. Did they go on a did they go on a little losing streak last year? They could have. I, I could be wrong completely. Last but. year it was they were in a position where they were teetering in that six seed range. Then it was kind of a weird taper off where they somehow ended up in that ten spot. And guess what? And they still made the NBA finals. So even proving the point even more. Even when they do go on skids, they end up they figure it out. So I think they'll be. Uh, if this See, now, if this keeps going, if this maybe gets to like the double digits, maybe maybe, maybe then there's a discussion. Maybe. maybe there's a talk. Maybe there's we're getting to Pistons territory. Let, um, let me just say, oh, nothing's that bad. But let me just say, <laughs> hey, let me just been say winning some games. Hey, that, I might be wearing a shirt by the end of the year. They're, you they're are. I'm games. telling you. <laughs> but before we move on from this heat topic, mm-hmm. the Heat is that bad woman in the club that when them lights do come on, they like, still damn. look fine on South damn, Beach. Damn, yeah. I'm not no worried taxes. about it. No taxes, <laughs> no nothing in Miami. It's the best. Doesn't get better. All right. Next topic. We have uh, the return of Ben 10. Ben Simmons is back in Brooklyn since November, I believe, was the last time he played. Um, it's just, it's. I feel bad. I for honestly the guy forgot about him. I hate to say it, but I also for when so we saw a tweet a few days ago. It was like Ben Simmons is inching close to returning. I was like, "Oh, that's right! And he still does play basketball." We yeah. were hyping him up in the <laughs> off season. He came back and he was doing like relatively good. Gets hurt again. Um, yep. So we returned last night. And all respect to Ben Simmons. I I I, I love I like Ben Simmons. I, I want the, I wish nothing but the best for him. Came back, finished with ten points, eleven assists, eight rebounds. Um, five for five shooting in 18 minutes off the bench. Really good first game. They blew out the Jazz by I think 30 or something like that too. So it was a really good win for the Nets in general. Yeah. Ben Ben Simmons. I mean, is it, it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what do we? I mean, the what do we got to say about it? I mean, is he going to stay healthy? I mean, is he going to play next game? Uh, I, we I have no. We. Really. <laughs> I don't Go really ahead. even know what to say about Benson. I mean, we have a few questions here, but like, what? I mean, what is there really to say? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, like you said, congrats to Ben Simmons on a mm-hmm. successful return. You know, a good, efficient game. Yeah, triple very double. efficient. Very efficient. I, I think. I think what I really want to talk about with Ben Simmons is we just talked about a lot of sellers in this upcoming trade market. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a target that some people might might want. He's still a versatile threat offensive end and defense. He's a playmaker 
and he can guard your best one through four, possibly five on some nights. Sure. So We've, who should listen, trade for Ben Simmons is the question. How much is he still making? Thirty something million dollars? Oh yeah, baby, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, then probably not many teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Charlotte, give up Kyle Lowry's contract. Send him to Brooklyn, baby. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can see like a team. I can see like a a lower end team doing something like that. Yeah. I, we've talked about this. I still think Ben Simmons has something in his, in the tank. I still mm-hmm. think he has something where he can. Not replenish. There's a whole lot to replenish. But I do think that he can recover from all that's happened the last few years. He's not going to get to the point or hit the hit the potential that everyone thought he was, like, be the star everyone thought he was going to be. But he can still end up being a very good NBA player. I do think I that, there are, that there are teams that could use a, a, a player that, you know, uh, adds what he does. You know, not a shooter, but he's a great playmaker a great finisher, and a phenomenal defender. That's that's true. That's facts. When he was healthy in Philadelphia, I was over here saying that he should be winning defensive players of the year. I don't know if he's ever going to be back on that level, but I do think he can be a very good piece to some team. What team that may be, I don't fucking know. Um, it's just like, I, I, want him to, I, I want him to succeed. I just think right now is such a, it's just, I don't think he's going to get traded. I just don't think there's any team that's going to want to take that contract and what he has right now. I still, I, I wish he didn't get hurt because I think if he was healthy all this way through, then he could have, uh, you know, had more showing of teams trading for him. But I just don't think there's enough sample size where a team's going to want to risk or, or take a chance trading for him, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean... I That's just more like a business. Answer. I think a team's could benefit from him. But I just don't know if a team would want to pay him. Whatever the trade would be, it, you just—it's so much uncertainty with him. Yeah, no, like I absolutely agree. I mean, that's that's really the main reason why we kicked off this segment. I don't really know what to say about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I know the talent's still there. Like, I mean, clearly he's not going to be that guy that gives you twenty plus a night, but he could mm-hmm. average a triple double. Damn near, just he could. He really could. 18 and minutes. He almost had a triple yeah. double. He was two rebounds away. Yeah. So I feel, he can, I feel good he can about provide. like what we could see from Ben moving forward. It's just it's a matter of health. And he's also like he's only 27. He's not like damn. He's not young, but he's not old. You know, he still has like good years left in him. So I turn this is the time. Don't even get me started. I get depressed when I think about. Oh, you know, happy early birthday, Jerry. But I get depressed when I think Thank about you. how I'm like the same age as these NBA players. It really just like when Tate. Whenever I think of Jason Tatum and how he's two months older than me, I want to cry. It, it just it's, <laughs> it upsets me so much. Imagine being but, in the locker room with them and kind of realizing it's like, oh, like they, we could have been. It, we're in the same high school class. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the same math class together. Oh man. Crazy. It is. Um, all right, last topic uh, for today. Uh, the NBA announced the all-star starters this year, um, 2024, in Indianapolis. For the West, we have Shea Gilgis-Alexander at the point, Luka Doncic at the two, LeBron James for his 20th all-star appearance, the captain at the three, Kevin Durant at the four, Nikola Jokic at the five. Now in the East, we have Tyrese Halliburton, 
starting at the one. Very well deserved. Very happy he got that nod. Damian Lillard at the two. Giannis Antetokounmpo at the three. So a little little teammates there, a little duo action. Jace Tatum at the four and Joel Embiid at the five. Now, Jerry, going over those lineups, is there anything you would change? Anyone that you would take out, plug in, replace with? Or do you think these are this is a good lineup? Yeah, I got I got two two names that I'd actually okay. take out one one for each conference. Okay, I know LeBron is is the king, the namesake. But I was convinced by Stephen A. Smith on this point that if it wasn't LeBron James, he wouldn't have been you know voted I'm as. A very star. happy that you're saying this because I agree. I LeBron, I think he should be an All Star this year. Yes, as the captain, but, the starter. Oh, I don't know. That's we're we're stretching teammate, it. His teammate, Anthony Davis, who's averaging 26 and 12, has played a bulk of the games so far mm-hmm. up until he's been out the last game because of some right. hip and back soreness. But it's been consistent. Put the day-to-day Davis uh, nicknames to rest. <laughs> the street clothes, whatever you wanted to call them. Playing consistent, playing good basketball. I think he should have been voted as a starter. And yeah. out in the East Coast, Jalen Brunson yep. should have been a name Thank you. over Thank Damian you. Lillard. Thank you. But again, it's it's a namesake, it's name value, namesake, and no disrespect value. to either either Dame or LeBron, obviously, but no, literally Brunson, Brunson and Lillard's numbers are like literally super close. And just but you look, I get it. Milwaukee's the better team. Look at what Jalen Brunson has been doing for New York. You take Jalen Brunson off that team, they are one of the they're in the bottom of the yeah. barrel, and, and they're the struggling they to be five hundred. Without Jalen Brunson. They, Guaranteed. Jalen Brunson is everything that New York has needed for years. He's the best player that they've had since Carmelo. You can, yes. you can like argue with me if you want, but like that's at this point, like I'm convinced that this is the best player that they've had since Melo. Damon Lillard, he's put, he's having a good se- He's having a great season. That, like, you, like you said, there's no disrespect to either of them, but like you just want to talk about rewarding guys. Tyrese Halliburton got rewarded. He's putting up crazy numbers, but he's getting rewarded. Look what he's doing with Indiana. Jalen Brunson should get that same recognition for New York. Um, I agree. That's my biggest thing. And, like, I think it's kind of funny, too, because, like, for years, for all these years, Damian Lillard could not get the starting nod in the West because there was just (laughs) so much talent in the West. And the second he comes over to the East, the second he comes over, he's a starter. No disrespect. I, I'm, again, I'm not trying to come off as like he doesn't deserve it, but like there are some other players. There, I, it's not some other players. There's one other player in particular that I think very much so deserved it over Damian Lillard. But at the end Donovan of the day, Mitchell. guys like Davis, Donovan Mitchell's not. People were pissed Steph didn't get the nod either, even though I do believe it. Shea that, Luca is that's the that right doesn't bother two. me. People, that doesn't bother me. that's a whole that's that's people that are mad that Steph didn't make it because of name value. Because they would have put him over Shea because Shea's the younger guy. But that, I think, you were right. The one choice, the one replacement would be LeBron for the West, in my opinion, and Lillard in the East. Um, but Absolutely. they're going to be all-stars anyways. Either way. Um, so it's just they, they're not the starters. But that that stuff, the whole starting, we talked about this before. Like, there's just a whole lot of, like, like, fan voting is still a big part of it and stuff like that. So it's really, like... Brunson, all these guys got the votes from their peers. The reason why Brunson didn't get the start was because he was so low on fan voting. He was like sixth or seventh in guards, which is kind of 
embarrassing. Like if you're a New York fan, like you got to send your guy to the all-star game. Hey man, I just, I literally just watched him, you know, bust the Charlotte Hornets ass a little bit ago. Got to have a conversation with the dude afterwards and no. he's just super chill and composed. It's like, I just, I just think that it's a matter of him not getting the love, especially with, seems like WNBA stars like to attack Jalen Brunson saying he can't be a 1A or he can't be oh, the best yeah. guy on a championship yeah. team. So that definitely I, takes some digs and hurts the resume to get to that. And even, um, I will say, though, in the last, um, since they announced the starters, Brunson has been on a uh, absolute tear. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but his numbers over the last 10 games have uh, have skyrocketed. Yeah. He's definitely, the, he's definitely um, had a few chips on his shoulder this year between just like being the top guy in New York, having all that New York media, to what you were saying about being the top option um, and then being kind of snubbed from being the all-star starter. Jalen hey, Brunson's look. been – he's 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 backing it up, though. He, he's really backing it up. And the Knicks, the Knicks have the best record since 2024 started. I mm-hmm. think they only lost like two games or like – Since getting OG, they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. Because they their defensive efficiency jumped yeah, up. they're insane. Like, I think OG's like – Third in defensive player of the year voting right now, which is in which is well, deserved. deserved. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of like, you know, same thing. How are they gonna look whenever the lights come on? Come postseason mm-hmm. time. You have your guys, are they gonna make any more trades? Maybe they just setting themselves up to get a star in the offseason. We talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks, the Knicks the are Knicks, an interesting place to watch. They're a fun they, team to watch. Probably one of my favorites, honestly. They are they're they're kind of like an interesting spot where they can go one way or the other. Like they can make a move that really sets them apart and puts them into that upper tier that we were talking about, or they can fuck it all up and they can stay right where they are and stay in the middle of the pack for a few years. So they have, they have a law on their plate over the next, the course of the next year, this trade deadline. And also um, this off season, the Knicks are definitely going to be a team to watch moving forward. And I think, I think that's it, Jerry. I think that's all we got today. Do you have anything you want to throw in before we, we sign off here? Uh, uh, go Chiefs, man. Uh, Super Bowl coming up in about two weeks or so. I'm really... <laughs> Fuck the Chiefs. I'm... Hey, man. Fuck I'm, the I'm... Chiefs. Fuck the Niners. Most boring Super Bowl. It's boring. Wow. I don't I, care. You know, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. I, I really wanted Baltimore to win. I um, did, too. That was my that was my choice. I thought I mean... Baltimore and Detroit, bro. Oh my God, that would have been such a fun Super Bowl. The, the NFL, the NFL so could have that man. The tailgating in Vegas they, would have been crazy. They had the script. They had the script written out before the season started. They couldn't go back on it. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, now at this point, I'm just pulling for a dynasty. Go no, catch I'm Tom with Brady. Listen, go do listen, it. Listen, Mahomes and the Chiefs. I will say, I'm not. Well, I am. But if you're. I'm not giving you any gambling <laughs> advice. Do what you want with your money. But the Chiefs are underdogs on Super Bowl yes. Sunday. Which is I, I just, we're at a point where, like, I don't care who they're playing, where they are. Rain, shine. Snow, thunder. Sun. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Whatever. If they're underdogs, I'm not telling you how much you put down, but put down a lot um yeah i'm going to put the san francisco 49ers Mm -hmm. secondary is garbage ass cheeks 
can of bounce that ass. Whatever the fuck you <laughs> want to say about this. It's, it's going to come down to whether or not the Chiefs defense um, yes. holds up the, the Niners scoring. That That's really going to be the biggest thing. The Chiefs are going to get whatever they want. Yeah, I'm, And that's the best defense in the league. Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs D.C., showed that he could play against any type of quarterback after what he did to Lamar last week, thinking he could be an all-time great passer and made him not use his greatest asset, his motherfucking yeah. legs. Like, so, yeah. I'm yeah. a... Uh-huh. I'm, I'm interested to see what the defense will do against Brock Purdy in that system, but they have a Hall of Fame running back. They have a Hall of Fame tight end and George Kittle, mm-hmm. possibly. And Debo Samuel's is nothing to fuck with. So that's true. She'll be a fun it'll game. Be a, it'll be a good matchup. It's just, would have been you. nice to see someone different. That's all. Hey, but I'm with you. Maybe I'm next sure. year. Maybe the script will be different next year. We'll see what the logo is with the colors, and we'll see if there's like some different tints in there so we can kind of make our predictions beforehand. Uh, but thank you guys so much for watching. This is episode 24, the Mamba episode of Sitting Courtside. If you are listening to this on audio platforms, make sure to uh, give us a like, five-star rating. We appreciate that a ton. If you are on YouTube right now, please make sure to like this video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Put in the comments. You know, just just talk with us. Chat with us. Talk, you know, if you there's something you want to say about this episode, you have a question in general, or you have a suggestion for us moving forward, put it in the comments. Make sure to check out our shorts content, our gamified content as well, because we do play a lot of a lot of fun games and trivia stuff here that you can find over on the shorts. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, sit in courtside, look us up. You'll find us. The growth over the last few weeks, a few months has been awesome. So I also want to thank yep. you guys for just supporting us with what we do. Um, we're really seeing a big uh, surge here and we're you know we're looking to put out the best content for you guys and we appreciate you for sticking along giving us words of encouragement and checking us out every single week and i think that's it jerry i'm out of breath and that's <laughs> it so <laughs> let's go episode, let's go until episode 25 peace out guys